Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern. My name is Mush Hughes. And I'm Lee Northup. And together, we talk to makers and artists to learn more about the stories behind their projects and their creative journeys so far. Thanks for joining us here in the Tavern for Chapter 3, where all of our stories were told during WorkbenchCon 2023 in Atlanta, Georgia. The sun was literally and figuratively setting on the last real day of WorkbenchCon, and the stars aligned such that we were able to connect with Luke of Luke in the Garage and Justin of Campfire Woodworks. Luke Gelman is a garage scientist from Chicago. As he puts it, he might have a plan and he might not have a plan, but he knows that either way, it doesn't matter. It's about the ride. Justin Bailey is a self-taught woodworker and a maker who splits his time between his garage shop and the great outdoors, making a variety of bespoke wood products from cutting boards to weaving looms. We caught up with these fine lads and got to know more about them and their stories. We dig into, among other things, ignorant confidence, making 12-year-olds look like idiots, the secret to excellent chocolate chip cookies, actually, we kind of turned into a cooking podcast for a couple of minutes, uh, apologies in advance to five guys. And just as a heads up, there are a bunch of swears in this episode, more than normally happen when that's the case. So if you got little ears in the vicinity, you may consider choosing to give this one a pass or grabbing a set of headphones. Welcome back to the Tavern Gang. We're at the end of WorkbenchCon. This has been, oh man, an emotional ride. This has been so awesome. We've gotten to chances down with so many cool people. And now we're sitting down with two more cool people. We got Luke, we got Justin Gang. Fellas, welcome to the Tavern. How's it going? Thanks for having What's me. What's going on, man? All right. Um, <laughs> let's start with you. Just tell us about you and uh, what you do and how you got to be doing it. Uh, man, you know, you told me exactly what this was about, mm-hmm. and I did not mentally prepare for any of this. Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, a guy who likes to have fun in the shop and, you know, do goofy shit. I can swear, right? Mm-hmm. I can do goofy shit and experiment and, like, play around designing and stuff so yeah i mean that's kind of what i'm about awesome i, I entertain woodworkers mostly <laughs> and you've been entertaining us for the last 10 minutes or so so it's, yeah, it's yeah, fantastic that mic on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have no idea what i'm doing half the time Good. <laughs> i started i started doing all this stuff in like 2018 bought a new house wanted to build some stuff I recorded a couple of videos and people liked it and people bought a couple of things and I was like, oh, cool. Like, hey, honey, we made money. Can I buy more tools? <laughs> and it just snowballed into a habit I can't break. So here I am at WorkbenchCon, like four years later, Hi. talking yeah, to you yeah. guys. And awesome. Well, welcome. So let's start with that. So you bought a house and you were doing stuff to it. How did you get to the point where you were, like knew how to be able to do that? But I knew how to be able yeah. to YouTube, all, all YouTube that. and Google. I had not a clue what I was doing. I mean, I I knew what wood glue was. I had a couple of the. I had that Home Depot Ryobi, you know, in a bag tool set. Yep. And uh, I had a abundance of of ignorant confidence. And it, it worked. <laughs> it worked out. That's what my whole channel's about. <laughs> it really. It, it, it worked out. I was like, hey, we need a kitchen island. And we can't afford to get an island, and I got some tools, let's figure out how to make one. Uh, and I, I went to Costco and I bought like a, there's like $35 folding tables, and I set up a workbench in my yard in like three foot tall grass, because I didn't have a lawnmower yet either. And I, I, built, I built a kitchen island uh, in the middle of like July, outside in my yard with like a couple of hand tools and, 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 the, and that, like, that bag set. Uh, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. I mean, looking at that 
looking at the kitchen island now, I definitely wasn't good at this, <laughs> but I thought I was, and that that confidence got me, you know, got me into it. Isn't it's it funny? Thing. You're the second person this season or this chapter that's brought up buying the tools in the bag, like and the amount of confidence you get. Because it's as if Home Depot is trusting you, <laughs> like young Padawan. Here are your tools. Go forth and make things. Like you no, know, you just spend ninety nine bucks, and there you go. Yeah, and that's, you're, you're a pro now. <laughs> I mean, I really never thought about the trust factor Home Depot has when they're just selling me whatever the fuck they want. Like, oh, you want this chainsaw? Yeah, bro, you seem worthy. Like, no problem. Go you, for it. You can walk out with a blowtorch. Oh, I know. Blowtorches? <laughs> I need that in my life. Just shoot you by my whole house. So, Luke, I want to get started with the beginning of your journey because I have a feeling it's going to be kind of interesting. So, take us back to when you were a, a wee lad and how did you get started with your creativity and your desire to build stuff? Well, like for me, it, it, it was when I was really young, right? So, I, woodworking came around the same time, 2018, which I, was funny. I told everybody it started in COVID, but then I went back and looked at my like videos and stuff and I was like, Oh shit, there's like woodworking stuff in 2018. So I was like lying to everybody for two years. <laughs> I kept getting asked that question. But it really started um, when I was a kid. My mom just signed me up for like every single sport, class, art, whatever. And the one thing that stuck with me was ceramics and like hand building. Huh. So like I was into making ceramic art pieces, you know, not like wheel throwing, like hand building stuff. Cool. And then, How many times have you watched the movie Ghost? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've only watched it once, but we reenact it annually. Yes. <laughs> Cue up the Righteous Brothers. That's, yeah. that's my hint to mush to make sure that the Righteous Brothers play at this point in the podcast. Yeah, but I, I still get emotional. My daughter just made her first coil pot, and she showed it to me on, on FaceTime while, while I'm here at Workbench, and I was like, I almost cried. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, it's beautiful. Right? I'm like, it's gorgeous. The way she did it, like for her first one, I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it started there. The, the woodworking was kind of like an accident. So, <laughs> awesome, Justin. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I took a, when I was in middle school, we had like a middle school shop class. Yes. And uh, me and my best friend Alex at the time, we were like, uh, we were like the nerdy engineering type kids, and everything with us was like a competition. Right, and so we went into that shop class together, and we were able to partner up. So like the whole class, you picked the shop partner at the end of the school year, and like that was the person you were gonna do all the projects with. When we made it a point to not just win every single project, but to make every other 12-year-old in middle school look like an idiot <laughs> while doing it. And, it, and we succeeded. We were so good. And I got, I got, I, I got hooked then. And then I kind of grew up in like a household where like I had, I had parents that like they were DIYers, right? Doorknob needed changing, the car brakes needed to be fixed, whatever it was. Like we did it around the house, and that's kind of how I kind of like I, I got, I got like the maker bug or whatever back then. I built my, my very first picnic table when I was like 12, I think, or <laughs> 14 uh, for the house. And then for a while, I, I didn't touch like tools. I, I went to school in New York City and didn't have like a garage or anything like that. And when we, well, I, I, but there's always that like need for like, that creative outlet. Um, and I always, I was always in love with it, like in, in the background and never had an opportunity to actually do that stuff. And so when we bought a house and had a garage and I realized that like I, I, I remembered that I liked doing this stuff, I kind of like, it rekindled the passion and, and, and here I am and I, 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 I love being in that space every day, every night, so. 
Much. It's fascinating that there's not one person that we've talked to in 20-something episodes that's like, yeah, I knew that this is exactly what I wanted to do my entire life, and I've grown up, and I knew that this was my path. Everybody, like, they needed something in their life. They needed this energy. They needed the creativity, and here they are. No, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> this is not what I... So I was going to go to school for finance and be rich and have <laughs> other people do this for me. This wasn't the plan. Dude, you know rich people stay indoors more than you do, right? I know. I know. <laughs> but they could afford to go outside if they wanted to. I mean, they, yeah, they could do it very But that's because their indoors are so big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why go outdoors if you have outdoors inside? Yeah. <laughs> if I had an atrium in my house, I wouldn't go anywhere either. <laughs> What's an atrium? <laughs> I'm just it's just a joke. It's a, it's a word I heard on, like, Real Housewives, I think, or something. Is that like a little nigh? Yeah, Lanai. That's I think that's what that is. Yeah, right. It's like an inside Lanai. Got it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, so, how about inspiration? Like when you guys are growing up, like who are the people that you were looking at and being like, maybe someday, or the people that inspired you, like um, the uncle that you know used to make stuff, or the grandfather, or the dad, or the mom, or that. Like, and it, gosh, I, I would love to delete that last line. You're not going to, but I would love to, like, I hate the fact that I just, especially after this chapter here, I hate the fact that the first three people that I just mentioned were men, like that I made male examples because like, I think that there's so much that we've been hearing about, especially these rad female makers that are doing such cool stuff to be role models in the past and that there's been female role models. So who was it for you guys? Like growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I really... Okay, so like I'm older than a lot of people, I think, and like a lot, I, a lot of people. And <laughs> so like I never, you know, I never had a lot of inspiration from other people. Like I just loved playing and experimenting, and I I just wasn't exposed to people who really I was like, oh my god, that is so cool, I want to do that. I mean, really, I get more inspired now. It's like a mix of inspiration and jealousy that really motivates me to do stuff, where I'm like, I'll see a project, and I'll be like, oh crap, that's smart, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I should do something smart, right? Um, and then whatever happens, happens. But uh, but yeah, like growing up, I, I wish I had somewhere I could be like, oh man, my, you know, my mom did this, or my dad did that. It, and it's funny because like, now <clears throat> my mom is a mosaic artist. Uh, my dad's done woodworking and metalworking, and he's kind of like a retired artist. And then my brother, during the pandemic was making Jordans from scratch. And like, so like all, like people like, oh my God, your whole family's so creative. And I was like, yeah, but it's kind of like a recent thing that we were as creative. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I wish I had something cooler to say. No, it's, it's great. Like, and Tom it is. Selleck really changed my life. <laughs> I, I see that in the mustache on you. Uh, Man, I wish I could pull that off. I, I wish I mustache only and I look like a weird Ron Jeremy. So. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast right now. I so wish this was a video podcast. Justin, you got anybody? Yeah, I, I'm going to be corny and then also realistic, right? Like, I definitely my dad was was part of like my early childhood inspiration for making things because he was a welder and he could build things and like growing up it was like if i needed something like my mom be like yeah go ask your dad he'll make it whatever it is when i was uh when i was like eight years old we had this giant like 300 year old oak tree in our backyard and my dad worked for a welding company and they redid a playground uh at, at a local park and there was a 22-foot-long stainless steel slide that came out of that park that they were going to throw away. 
he strapped it to the top of his truck and brought it home. Yes. And then proceeded to build me a full two and a half story playhouse what? wrapped around an oak tree, oh centered around the slide. Like, that was, like, my kind of childhood growing up. My dad threw a rope over a branch <laughs> and tried to tie his bro. What the hell? It was, and I, looking, I think my imagination's a little, like, kind of, like, messed up from the years. It probably wasn't as big as I'm imagining it, but this thing was a castle when I was a kid. Like, it had everything in it. But, like, like my real, like, recently, like, in high school and college, it was definitely like watching like Mythbusters on TV and those shows, and like Adam Savage, and like ah, I was obsessed with that show. I could watch the same ones over and over in reruns, and watching these guys like tinker, like that, that, that world of just like let's let's see what happens if we put these two things together, or well, how will this blow up? Like that, I think that that's been the most inspiring for me recently. I, I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> You guys um, seem like very real people. You don't take yourselves too seriously, which is which is glorious. And not a whoa, lot of people. Whoa, whoa, bro. Yeah, I <laughs> take Sorry, super Luke. Super serious. I apologize. If it Luke. was a video, you'd see we're both wearing three-piece suits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the ascots are lovely. Yeah. Yes. This was made in this was made in London. <laughs> Your pants, bro. <laughs> I hope, people, prank, I, I hope people listening are laughing as much as, <laughs> having as much fun as we You can tell by are. the high lapels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an example of some time that you just, like, you thought you were on the right track and you weren't, like, maybe when you were sewing that ascot or, you know, <laughs> something like that, um, where you just, you were doing something great and then you realize, like, I've still got so much to learn. Do you have any of those good stories? Every project, dude. I mean, <laughs> seriously, like it's always like that every day. That's my whole life, dude. <laughs> like the last, like the last big thing I made, like I, like, um, was this finishing cart thing, and it's filled with paint and you know uh, all this stuff. And like, I built this thing, and I look at it, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking, man? Like, I used the worst plywood. Okay, it's all warped. <laughs> like, there's like weird gaps everywhere i'm like man as long as it looks okay in the background of a video i don't care but like i, I look at it I'm everybody like, follow luke in the garage <laughs> right now if you want to feel better about your maker skills follow me. <laughs> i think I, my, my most recent example not quite the same but like our first child is due in june and yeah. I've been congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, it works. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our, 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 so our first our first child is due in June, and uh, I've, we've been working on like the, the the baby room and the nursery and stuff. And my wife bought these baskets from one of those home home supply home goods stores, and she's like, "I want you to make me a rack for the baskets so we can put like the diapers and all that stuff in there." And I'm like, "I got you. I got you. I have this beautiful Riftson white oak sitting in the garage, and I've been saving for just the right moment and the right project." And for my kid, they're only gonna have the best. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use this like $300 piece of wood on this like silly basket thing. And I spent two nights making it. There'll be a video on it on my Instagram at some point. But I spent like two nights making it. I bring it to the house, and I bring it into the baby's room, and I show my wife. I'm like, honey, look, I finished the rack. And she goes, that's not what I wanted. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? You wanted a rock for the basket? She's like, yeah, but like, I wanted one of these on Pinterest. 
<laughs> so how come you didn't ask me for that? So I, that was a that was a moment just this past two weeks that I realized I'm on the wrong track. <laughs> so you're gonna be a single dad if you need support um, during the next couple months. We're here for you. Thank you. Exciting. Do, do you know of any uh, open apartments nearby? <laughs> you can come live with me, Thank Justin. You. you seem fun. Those single dad apartments are super cool. <laughs> so as I guess we're not always talking about like kind of the glues and the saws and stuff, but I do like want to know like what's your favorite thing to make? Like what are what are the things that, you know, maybe not just for content or whatever, but like if if Luke and Justin had an hour in their garage, like what are you just doing? Leave the video cameras off, leave anything of like trying to create content or trying to monetize it, like all of that you just get to make for Luke and Justin. Like what would be the thing? End grain MDF cutting boards. Wait, MDF. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's, that's intense. Ex explain. He even pointed at the microphone when he said this. He was like, I got, I got this. this it's, it's been a project that I've wanted to do for a long time. Dude, I hate you, man. Now I'm all going to be thinking about is end grain MDF. I'm like, that's a thing? No, honestly, I, I like shop jigs. I like making cool jigs for oh, things. Yeah. yeah, like if I had if I had like a day in the shop to tinker and no projects lined up, n like nothing else to do, I would totally just like figure out and engineer some sort of jig to do a thing that I've been wanting to do for a while. Like that's that's where I like I when I like that's where I like spending my time. It's like a that's, puzzle, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a puzzle. It's a problem solving, right? Yeah, that's fun. I get that. I had to do a dance floor during COVID with a bunch of dads. Yeah, it's it's a dad thing. You'll you'll learn about this really really soon. Um, but I mean, it, I'm a dad. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, bro. Yeah. Dance like my so my daughter's into dance, and we had to build an entire dance floor for outside so that her dance recital could happen yeah. via video during. Um, but the entire, probably the first hour and a half in the morning. All the guy did, this like incredible carpenter that was helping us do this, built jigs so that every single piece of wood was cut the right way. Everything like, and I was like, dude, let's just get to working. Like, let's start <laughs> cutting stuff. Let's start, but he's, he was meticulous with how he wanted to set up every single jig at every single workstation. And yes, it took an hour and a half, and I would literally, this, that's why I don't have any hair anymore, is because I pulled it out that morning, and I was like, dude, come on, like, that's not the way I operate, but when he actually got it rolling, oh my gosh, it was a glorious work process, and I, like, then the rest of the day, it took an hour and a half, but it probably made the day six hours more efficient, because everything was set up the right way, it was, it was really cool to watch, so I can, can understand your, your shop jig piece. Yeah, I, I like the, the shop jig too, the thing that I've been making lately, that is kind of corny, but I've just been loving it. Is I've been 3D designing and 3D printing cookie cutter molds. Nice. Or cookie cutters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, um, so like for uh, my son's birthday, I designed a cookie cutter of his face, right? <laughs> so. Happy so, birthday, son. Yeah, I'm like, we made Bub's cookies. What do you think? And he was just like, cool, I think. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I had this goofy idea that I was going to give away files for cookie cutter molds all year oh, you know cool. most most of my most of the stuff when i'm doing projects it's i prioritize them on which one is driving me the most crazy and i just need to get it out of my head mm -hmm. you know because i don't really do any production work and even though i make a lot of mallets i'm, I'm not very consistent at doing it <laughs> you know and it's like oh I, I finished four who wants them you know so 
Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's always something experimental. Now I got to come up with a better cookie recipe. So, <laughs> I, I got one for you. Is it like a shortbread cookie recipe? It's or? chocolate chip. Oh, bro, bring it. Let's go. Oh, it's the best. I mean, I love chocolate chip cookies. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm serious. I'll send you my, I'll send you my recipe. Yeah, please. I'll, look, if you want me to send you my barbecue rub recipe, I'll send you that. Let's do it. We'll trade. Okay. The recipe swap. <laughs> you guys are still here, right? Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm entranced by the energy. <laughs> the stairs between you two as you're swapping recipes. I will, I'll tell you a secret, though. Here's a secret. Okay. You have to brown your butter before oh. putting it in the cookie mix. Yep. If you don't do that, you'll never get that, like... That's that flavor. Every time I brown butter, man, though, I'm like worried about burning it. You know, that, that is browning butter. Yeah, but like, I'm like, am I gonna ruin it? I don't know, like the right, like, like, like I need like a color wheel to like make sure like it's the right, right, right here. I don't that's, have that's, you. that's what you're looking for. Dude, I don't have you at my house. Just, though. just okay, pointed to his hand, by the way. Let me take a picture of the back of your hand, bro. So I can come for later. Be like, oh, wait, okay. yeah, Justin's hands right. Okay. <laughs> this is a weird left turn, but like I'm, I'm, I think I'm feeling it. You guys cook a lot. I I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. Tell me more. Uh, I, well, I, I start. I when I met my wife, I didn't know how to cook, and I, <laughs> and I tried to impress her, and I grilled um, uh, uh, chicken skewers, and I made a Stouffer's spinach souffle. Yeah. Burnt the chicken skewers. Yeah. And she was like, "Okay, I get it. You like to grill, but you suck." So she started <laughs> buying me cookbooks. And eventually, I ended up in competition barbecue wow. uh, for like five years. Um, Why is it not Luke in the kitchen? <laughs> I mean, like, so like, and I'm learning. Sounds like to, you're much better at cooking. I, I am, like, you know, and you don't get in the kind of shape I am with not knowing <laughs> how to make stuff tasty. You know, Peak so male performance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You may not like it. Yeah, like I spent a whole year trying to perfect my burger skills. You know, it's like, you know, cooking or eating. Yes. <laughs> Both. So, but, you know, my wife also cooks a ton. But, yeah, I mean, I like to have fun. It, but it's funny. My cooking strategy and my woodworking strategy are almost the same. It's I want to put in the least amount of effort <laughs> to get the best result, right? It's like, do I need to put glue on this or can I just, like, smush them together hard enough? <laughs> it's not lazy. It's efficient. Yeah. I can cut out, like... 75% of the steps. I mean, think about it. It goes a lot quicker. Yeah. <laughs> Out of an 80-step project. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. much faster. Oh. Justin, what do you cook? Everything, man. I, so my, my dad's family is from the South. My mom was born and raised in Sicily, Italy. I grew up with an Italian grandmother in the house. And oh, my man. one of my first jobs was working at a, at a restaurant. Like, Sauce it, or gravy? Sauce. You don't call it gravy? Oh no, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude, what kind of Italian are you? The the right kind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not the not the mobster Italian. It's the you know, other not from Sicily, right? <laughs> I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and so like my first my, yeah my first job was at a restaurant. One of my first jobs I was at a restaurant when I was fourteen. I, I, I cooked there. And it's just, it's carried Child over. Child labor, 14 at a restaurant? In New York, you can get your working permit, or whatever it's called, your, your child working card. <laughs> yeah, your child labor certification. Yeah, yeah, child labor certification. You can go work wherever you want, as long as they'll hire you. Most places will not hire you. <laughs> but yeah, you can, you, can, you can work anywhere you want, for the most part. That's impressive. Yeah. 
And I, I've cooked ever since. Wait, did so, but you didn't have a driver's license? They had to drive you to the work, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got dropped off by mom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got dropped off by mom at my first job too. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. I just so while we're talking about cooking mush, I, like I seriously never throw the ball to you. I know. Um, but. Dude, you are an amazing pizza chef. Do you want to talk about that just for a second? Uh, so I'm, I'm currently like three steps into a lifelong journey to get the perfect home pizza, and and a lot of what I do is just steal what I like from other people. And so we yeah. we went to um, Maker Faire a couple years ago, and I've had the best slice of pizza I've ever had in my life. And is I, it, I what went, state is that? This was in San Francisco. San Francisco. In, uh, I'll I'll give it to you. It's California, so, friend. Okay. <laughs> um, but like I, I went deep on that. I went and I looked up interviews. I was trying to figure out how he did everything there, and, and it was something about the sauce just stood out to me that I had never had before. So that that put me on a, on a path. Um, and so I took that. I, I've been doing the same pizza dough for about ten years now, and just every every year there's something that I just add to my arsenal that, that gets me there. So I just got just got the outdoor pizza grill. I'm, I've, my life has changed since December. We've eaten so much more pizza. So uh, I'll, I'll be with you on the journey of the the burger quest, the pizza quest. Dude, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta connect with my buddy um, in Chicago when COVID started and everyone had to work at home he, he was a food he did, did food writing like as a hobby and he uh, decided to perfect pizza yeah. okay and he started selling pizza out of his back alley during COVID and he did it as a fundraising thing to support uh, local uh, employees who couldn't work at restaurants because of COVID oh, right cool. and so That's he cool. sold all his pizzas like auction style but like he deep dove so hard. He wrote a cookbook about it, <laughs> and like I've had his pizza, and it's you know his tavern style Chicago pizza is legit. Damn. So yeah, right. I'll, I'll have to, or maybe I'll, I'll just take some pictures out of his cookbook and I'll send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> Roll reversal. I'm gonna interview Mush. Do you can you spin the dough? I do spin the dough. I, oh, yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. I do my own dough. I, I haven't gotten to the point like where dough I'm, tricks or just the spin. Not the tricks. I mean, come on, I got to make the pizza. I'm not trying to impress anybody with my tricks. But Mush, I think that might be your influencer presence. Like, I think you could be like, you know, mush the pizza spinner. Yeah, like, it, it could be fun. Awesome. There, I, I just mush it into there, the, there into it the pan until my, it, it takes the shape that's that my I want. Secret sauce. Can you push him into the pan? Or no, the, the dough. <laughs> I, it, it's usually like a kidney bean mm -hmm. yeah. sort of shape when I'm done with it. <laughs> as long as you're happy with it, I'm happy for you. It, it tastes <laughs> fine. Good, it, good, good. It good. feeds into the whole thing of like starting project and not ending how you intend. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Round-ish. What I love about cooking, and it, like I, I know a lot of makers, um, and that seems to be a pretty common trend, is that we all love to, mainly we love to eat, but we also <laughs> love to cook. And I, I love the fact that we can just go to the grocery store, which is basically like our lumber store, our store. And, yeah. yeah, buy a whole bunch of stuff and bring it home. It's usually low impact, low cost, like high reward, low risk, yeah. because you know, how bad can you really mess it up? Like, you know, I, Luke is like, yeah, you're pretty bad. <laughs> I, I, I always describe it like this, right? Like, because we're all makers and we're all we're all artistic in some way, and and we understand that like creative outlet. And I, I always I always tell people, food is like art, mm -hmm. and like flavors are color, mm. and you just have to know which ones go well together and which ones play nicely together. And sometimes opposites work well. Sometimes you have to have all the same kinds, but it's just art. It's just throwing flavors together and and making something out of it. I didn't know how with my people I was this week, <laughs> and I knew I was with my wake maker friends, but you get me. I get you. <laughs> I but this. Mush, last night we were with somebody, and we were talking the same thing about music, mm -hmm. and I, I do feel like 
cooking, music, all of those things, they have so many common threads. It's just what are those threads? How do people like respond to that energy in those places? Like um, the cooking, the making, the music, like whatever it is, like it lights your fire and the creative energy is all the same. Yep. Um, so, and I think it's it's that in, like innate desire like, built into us to, to want to do cool stuff and then share it with people. Um, whether it's woodworking or burgers or pizza or colors or whatever, it's just like you found something cool, you want to share it, and that's I mean that's deeply human to me. So it's that's why I love making dinner for my family. Like <laughs> I just and it, again, it's not like a project that takes me a couple days or a you know a table or a desk or a whatever. I get to make dinner in like an hour. I get to go to Food Lion, buy a bunch of crap, and then put it on the table an hour later and get to watch smiles happen because I maybe made something good or I made something gross and I get to like <laughs> get the feedback of like, Dad, please don't ever try and make crab ragoons again because that was the worst <laughs> culinary disaster in the Northrop house of all time. Kind of ruins going out for dinner sometimes right? like, too. Because like you'll be sitting there and like, what stresses me out is ordering burgers at restaurants, right? Because like yes. I spent eight years trying to perfect the burger and like I take up I'm like your ratio burger to buns off or like <laughs> like you know like I don't, you don't need seven patties on this fucking thing, man. Like why is like burger cheese? I'm like oh, it drives me crazy. Where did you eat the seven patty burger? Dude, on the way down here to um, workbench, like we stopped at Five Guys and I don't normally eat at Five Guys. I had the worst experience. <laughs> five Guys is actually usually pretty good. Oh, fuck Five Guys, man. <laughs> Seriously, dude. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Five Guys Burgers. Oh, man. Like, I ordered a regular burger and a regular fry and a drink. It was, and of course, I, I tip all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like $23. You, you tip at a fast food restaurant? Dude, they get paid the least, man. If they, somebody needs a couple extra bucks, it's those dudes. I'm just, I guess I'm cheap. I'm sorry. Uh, no, either way. Scratch that from the podcast. Like, I cheap, I, I tip 30% everywhere I go, <laughs> including the supermarket. Yeah, like I'm, I'm giving away my money like other people need it more than me, right? Which I, it's not true. But no, like, so fucking, it, it's a double patty, okay? The burger was just gigantic and sloppy. And then I get like. Like a whole, like, giant Lay's potato bag full of french fries, okay? <laughs> and, like, they're all of them are undercooked, right? They're None of them are crispy, which is all, I'm, like, looking for, like, panning for gold trying to find the crispy fries. <laughs> no, it just fucking sucks, man. Like, I did not enjoy that. I'm sorry. All right, so this has turned into a uh, cooking show or a fast food review podcast, but... <laughs> So as we wrap up, and you guys very well might be the, the last chapter. There's one more that we might do, but... Um, Ever? No, t- today. <laughs> today. Yes, possibly. Because we would have gone on top, and this one was pretty fun. But no, we'll, we'll do more. But as far as WorkbenchCon, um, sitting here with you guys, like the energy, like just the fun that we're having, and like we all know regardless of whether it's music or cooking or making or whatever, if it's wood or resin or 3D printing, like we've got that core in common and that's what happens here at WorkbenchCon. Can you guys speak to anything that you feel about this particular this particular event like that, that is gonna bring you back next year that you've enjoyed about the last couple days? Is there is there anything you guys wanna talk about? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, look, I, I was going to come back here next year anyways, okay? But, like, I did have the most amazing experience last night, which just made me fall in love with the whole experience even more. So I found out that Sammy, or Sam from um, DIY Huntress, her and I have the same t- 
case in garbage television. <laughs> <laughs> and like we were, it, it, we had the most passionate conversation about Netflix dating shows that you've ever heard. And like, I just, I just make, like, I love it when I'm like at something like this and I'm talking to somebody that I don't know. And then the next thing I know, it's like, you watch Perfect Match too? <laughs> Deep dive time, let's go. And it's like, Everybody else disappeared. <laughs> Instantly. Like, yeah, and I was eating mediocre pizza when Thank it happened. So. <laughs> no, you know, I just, I, look, I, um, for me, it's like, when I started posting stuff online, it, it was more the, um, I fell in love with, it, as much as I love making stuff, I fell in love with the community of makers, right? Because, like, everybody has a story, every, which plays into hey. this podcast, right? <laughs> And, but everybody has like their own unique story and interests and passions and like everyone thinks like oh it's just woodworking that we all have in common or whatever but then you find it's like cooking or like you know comic book movies or whoever the heck it is or, or terrible or Netflix shows. dating shows <laughs> dude sorry awesome Netflix is a bad word terribly dude. awesome yes <laughs> we can do another podcast right after this you guys won't even have to talk I'll just go. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Good luck following that up, bro. Yeah, That's thanks, fun. thanks, thanks. So I'm going to piggyback. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. No, it's... it's. <laughs> no, now I'm all choked up. You got this. Come on, man. I'm going to look away. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of the that community aspect. I mean, I'm definitely... It's my first year here. I work BenchCon. Um, I, I haven't... I, I, I've, the last two, three years I've heard about it, people will tell me how great of an experience it is, and I finally, I finally felt I was at a point in, in my making that it made sense for me to be here. And so I came down, and I really came down for this community. I came down, I, I, took a few, I took a few classes, but what I got the most out of it was like hanging out with Luke last night, the conversations that... <laughs> the, that's the top, that's the top of where you it, got to. It, it's pretty close, right? You know, the conversations that I've had with you guys, like just all these people that I, I, I'm in message groups with and like I talk to on a daily basis or the ones that comment on my posts. Now I'm here hanging out with them and I'm like, you're, I'm putting a, a personality to a logo on the screen and it just, it feels really good to know that like everyone here, every single person that I've talked to and the guys that like, and girls that I have been making stuff since before I started that I, that whose YouTube videos that I watched and looked up to and like, we're like, oh, one day I'm gonna be able to do that. They were the same people that like, I'm down at the bar sharing a drink with and like BSing for an hour and a half at two o'clock in the morning, acting like they've known me since kindergarten. And it's, it's that's, so cool. yeah. yeah, that's a cool experience. Yeah, like I, I feel like I, some people here, I'll, I'll talk to them for five minutes and we feel like we've been friends forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah, it's, 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 it's really exciting. And it's because of that energy that I was talking about. Like, we all have something in common. And you don't get that just in your workplace or whatever. Like, but you come here and you know, regardless of what you make or how you make it, there's something here that ties us all together. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, like, when I first got here, I, I've been thinking about this project for, like, a long time. And I was able to, like, workshop it with, like, 10 experts. I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I'm going to go home and I'm like, I'm going to totally think I can nail this. 
I, we we talked about it a little bit last night when we were talking that like we talked about a lot. We talked about all like like you come from that outdoor community and like my background's in that outdoor community and I, we've we we have other hobbies besides this and I I I'm not gonna say I left that community right but like I changed my focus because of the because of the maker community like they they drew me in so much more than any other community. There's not there's not a lot of at least here, there's just not a lot of pretentiousness. Mm, yeah. And there's not a lot of like, well, I have 150,000 followers, so I'm going to hang in this circle. You know, like. <laughs> I can tell like 10 people while I've been here, and they're like, well, I only have like 500 followers. I'm like, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Like, they have nothing to do. Like, I met a bunch of people here who have like a million followers, and they're all a bunch of dicks. <laughs> not mentioning names. <laughs> Let's see who has a million followers. <laughs> this, this, There's only a couple. Okay, so 109,000 followers. That's irrelevant. <laughs> this has been a ton of fun, guys. Like, I can't think of a better way to kind of wrap up, you know, this night. And, you know, I say night. It's it's 4.51. It's, it's, it's hour somewhere, man. It's just getting started. But um, it's been so much fun hanging out with people like you and just feeling the energy and... Um, getting to where we are, Mush. Yeah, thanks for welcoming. Thanks for telling these stories. Um, we'll do it, guys. Where can, go, where can folks go to learn more about you and what you're up to? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram, Campfire Woodworks, or my website, campfirewoodworks.com. And I'm, I'm Luke in the garage, so you can find me. I have a website that sucks, and I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, and I, I didn't give my TikTok the same exact name. It's oh, like no. Luke underscore the underscore garage. But yeah, look, if you do look in the garage, you'll eventually find me. Good. And I just want to say thanks to uh, WorkbenchCon for having us here. This has been really special. Um, Tiff and Kristen, like you guys have just been amazing to work with over the last couple last couple months as we prepared to come here and we're really hoping as you listen to these episodes that it captured everything that you wanted i, I think it does much yep. right it gets you hyped to come back in 2024 yeah uh, guys in one second you gotta get thumb wrestle or arm wrestle or figure out who's gonna toast us out um, i want to see a thumb wrestle that would be fantastic <laughs> before we do that i mean he, he's no i'm not thumb wrestling him <laughs> he, he wrestles bears and shit <laughs> I, I, I have one of those <laughs> thumbs that goes backwards Attack. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll rock paper scissors or let's, something. Let's do it. Rocha right. Rochambeau. Rochambeau. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Are we shooting on three. A three. Okay. Oh, that was terrible. That was rock, terrible. Rock paper scissors shoot. Oh, it's you do it on shoot. You do it on shoot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. It's, wow. You it's got an so old excited game. about this and you didn't. I did. Yeah. I... All right. You ready? Yeah, you know how we talked about botching things up? You thought you were good at it? Yeah. I one. thought I was good at rock, paper, scissors. You totally fucked up rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I went with paper, but I changed it to rock, and last time I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You had scissors I mean, out. You got me beat. <laughs> you got me beat by guys. default because I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> Thank you, Total Boat, for making this chapter happen. Thank you, WorkbenchCon, for making this chapter happen. Somebody say cheers or something. <laughs> End the madness. Cheers. Post. No, hold, on. hold on, Luke. Do you have a toast? Do you want to end it? Oh, man. Let's get fucked up. Okay. <laughs> Way to be literal. Yeah, sorry. Let's let's over-intoxicate ourselves. Cheers, boys. <laughs> cheers, boys. I you guys just, like, closing a big book in front of a campfire, and I'm like, that's the end of our story? Season three. <laughs> We just heard from Luke Gelman and Justin Bailey. 
you should follow them to keep up with what they're doing. Luke is Luke in the Garage on Instagram, but he's also on TikTok and YouTube. And Justin is Campfire Woodworks on Instagram and can be found at campfirewoodworks.com. And all of these links are in the show notes. And that does it for this episode of Chapter 3 of the Storyteller's Tavern. We hope you enjoyed and will join us next time. But until then, you can find us on Instagram at sttavernpod or at sttavernpod.com. If you haven't yet, you can subscribe to this podcast in the podcatcher of your choice, where you're also able to review the show and give it up to a five-star review. If you're enjoying these episodes and want to support us, you can go to patreon.com sttavernpod and sign up to become a patron of the show, which will not only help us make this show, but will also give you access to all of our Another Round episodes, where we sometimes let the mics roll for a little bit extra after we toast. All the stories in this chapter were made possible by WorkbenchCon and TotalBoat. Check them both out online at WorkbenchCon.com and TotalBoat.com, respectively. Thank you both so much. And finally, if you or a maker you know have a story that you'd like to share at the tavern or just want to drop us a line, you can send us a message on Instagram or reach out to us at contact at StorytellersTavernPod.com. But until next time, keep making cool stuff, do good, and be well. <laughs>